0: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall
1: Guy. That's what the poster said.
0: See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy.
1: Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13.
2: Back, hey, hey, run like a wild man. I watched you struggle and I watched you wrestle with them angels.
3: Is. From Auburn University, Bo Jackson.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Correct jordan Hare Stadium time is 8.27 p.m. Your digital audio device tuned into the Orange and True podcast harbored by the good folks at collegeandmagnolia.com. Part of the SB Nation Galaxy of Stars. I am Sunder Crow, at Sunder Crow 2 on Twitter. To one side of me, amateur statistician, grill master, uh, the engineer, Ryan Starrett. Got some more baseball to talk, crew. Absolutely. To the other side of me, giving you full Fort Payne ASMR, right into the microphone. A man who's seen Thirty Seconds tomorrow six times and who thinks the best show he saw of theirs was in Montgomery. Hey, you, Chief.
3: Provejito and Altum.
1: Greetings, Orange and Truthers. Tonight, we got a lot to talk about. But the first thing we're going to talk about is your Auburn baseball Tigers, who did a little bit of baseball in this past weekend. Scored some runs, made some numbers on the board, made some crooked letters and some innings, <laughs> crooked numbers and some innings, there which is go. what you want. And on mm-hmm. to talk, not a ton of strikeouts, not a ton of strikeouts, which yeah, it's a good, it was a good bit of baseball. Well, Exciting, some losses
2: though. That's true. <laughs> uh,
1: and here to talk about it, joining us on the Vox Media Hotline that I just named, Ooh. is Drew McCracken. Hey, Drew. Hi, guys. How
0: are we? I'm doing great. How are you? Hey, Drew. Doing fantastic. Fan. Much better than I was this time last week. I'll tell you that
1: much. Yeah, I bet. (laughs) So, Drew. For sure. When this season started, the first question I have, and then Mm -hmm. I'll open it up to these other guys, is did you see this from this team at all? Did you think, okay, regional champ going to a super regional? So...
0: At the beginning of this season, um, my my actual goal for this team, if you will, um, was to host a regional. This this had the makings of a team that could compete for a super regional um, on on the blush preseason. Uh, so so to answer your question, yes. But if you say, well, you know, am I including? Um, The uh, majority of the season, from what I saw from this team, absolutely not. This was not a super regional ball club, uh, let's say, um, uh, during the Texas A&M weekend. Um, This was not a team that that had the pitching depth. It didn't have the the runs, uh, the offense that you needed. It didn't even have the defense, for the most part, as they were half – they were in the middle of the pack in the sec in uh, defensively so so to answer your question yes but with everything that we were able to add on during the season absolutely not
2: yeah so drew i mean this like you said it, this team had plenty of talent but you had kind of told us all season you know, wait till next year it's a young team and a lot of talent but it's just they're not you weren't sure if they were ready yet and uh all the way up through the end of the regular season, that's kind of where we thought they were. Um, even just won the one game in the SEC tournament, but what what clicked? Do you think in the, in this regional for them to well number three national seed?
0: Yeah, um, uh, it was a bit of a of a mashup of different things. Um, I think. Um, like I said the last time I talked to with you guys, um, I'm really just looking. I was really just looking for Auburn to get that one win in Hoover. Um, and in fact, when after the LSU game, you know, I I, I feel like I kind of let you guys down, not being as upset as I was how that game ended. Uh, that Auburn was bounced from the SEC tournament um, in our in our little group chat. Um, but I, that was probably the best thing that could have happened for this team. Um, it was a shocking loss, a shock to the system loss. Um, it was done in a way that that will never, ever happen again, more than likely. Um, but it also allowed eight days of rest and recuperation and team building. Um, earlier that or... Um, just at the beginning of last week, before real preparation started to go to Atlanta, the team went up to uh, Butch Thompson's lake house up at Lake Martin. They went fishing. They relaxed. They, they, team, they built, you know, built those bonds that were made in the, in the fall and in the, uh, in the winter practices and rekindled those um, and, and just got back to team unity and believing in one another. And you, I think you really got to see that this weekend. They came out with a purpose against uh, Coastal Carolina, putting up their biggest run total in months, um, putting together hits, trusting each other. You saw, um, and you saw pitching performances, um, that, which will lead me into um, the one thing that you guys know uh, following sports is in the postseason. You have people step up that haven't stepped up all year. Um, you, you got to see, uh, uh, namely, Stephen Williams, um, who hit the two uh, the three-run bomb Saturday night, who got the two-run um, single to to really put Auburn ahead and w- was essentially the winning runs on Sunday as well. Um, but you also got to see a guy like Rankin Woley, who had a really great regional. I think he went five for 13 with a about five runs scored or five runs batted in. Um, and also did a couple of great digs over at first base. Um, and then, of course, Judd Ward, you know, throwing out people from Duluth. <laughs> yeah, um, the wildest game. thing I've ever seen. Good grief. I'm not sure what that guy was thinking. Walmart, but think uh, the only
1: team with a top ten play and not top ten play in the same sports center. In, like, following weeks. Yeah. Because that oh, absolutely. The LSU game, well, that's a not-top-ten winner. I don't think well, so. And, that. and, and then, yeah. you, then
0: you throw in Stephen Williams both on Friday and Saturday. Friday, he, he caught a home run and literally lost his glove oh, over yeah. the fence uh, against Coastal Carolina and then gave Georgia Tech or allowed the <coughs> inning to continue against Georgia Tech. Well, yeah. Um,
3: that, which gave Tech four runs. That first Tech game – was really frustrating because it it felt like we had not gotten over the whole thing with LSU. Yeah, and it uh, felt like we were repeat. I mean, we just kept making mistake after mistake. I think Will Holland had like four errors by himself. It,
0: I believe it. I believe it was three, but he could have been called for four. Um, that, but but no, you're absolutely right.
1: That home run was shades of Jose Canseco ball bouncing on his head. Which I think yeah. was oh, at it, that game, by the way. Were you? Yeah. My claim to baseball know. fame. Yeah, that's <laughs> interesting. It um, would make a but, lot of
2: sense if Crowe's uh, whole background in baseball was just from watching Jose Canseco. Well, I'm a Rangers <laughs> fan. <so. laughs>
1: Canseco, Palmero, all those guys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, yeah, going uh, when you look at Stephen Williams, just his career, this is still a guy that's learning right field. He, this is only his close to 100th game ever. It's like 20 Um, years old. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's he's been playing right field for, you know, right at about a hundred games when he was a catcher by trade and was one of the top catchers coming out of high school two years ago. Um, he had to tell major league clubs not to draft him, uh, as a catcher because he was going to go to Auburn. So he's still learning the position. Uh, but as you could tell this weekend, he, he knows how to swing the bat. Um, but it's guys like that, um, it's, I know you guys love Richard Fitz um, and, and how, I mean, we saw what he was able to do and really doing the Auburn bullpen a huge favor by eating up six innings, which ended up, you know, in keeping Georgia Tech within arm's reach. Which ended up being the swing of the entire regional.
3: Right, that, that basically won us the regional. Him going those six innings and us not having to bring anybody else in. Um, and, and really, I think we played it that way because it looked like we were going to lose the game.
0: No, you're absolutely right. Um, Auburn, uh, I, just looking back, uh, revisionary history, if you will, That was that was the absolute move. Put in a guy. It was either going to be Richard Fitz or Brooks Fuller Um, and Steve Smith and Butch Thompson decided to go with Richard Fitz there, and just let him go until he until he started to break down. The thing was, he never broke down. (laughs) He ended up having a great game, going six innings, um, allowing I think just or not allowing a run. um, As the last run for Tech was uh, was off of Tanner Burns. Um, but yeah, and speaking of burns, if you would have told me at the beginning of the season that Davis that Auburn will win a regional, but Davis Daniel and Tanner Burns only go three innings in that regional, I would have said we have to score forty runs.
3: Wow.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a surprise for our. The pitching really was surprising. And Drew, real quick, can sure. you do a quick preview of our super? Unless you guys had another question about the regional, but a no. preview Whoa. of the super regional.
2: One second. I, I did want to ask one thing. In, uh, sure. Yeah. So, one of the guys I don't feel like anybody's been talking about that had a really good regional and seemed like he had a great freshman year was Ryan Bliss, second base.
3: Oh, dude, he's he's, the, just, he's definitely the freshman of the year. Right. He's like so he's, he's
2: been good almost every time I'm watching a game. He's making a play. He's having a big hit. Is he any
3: relation here, to Cody Bliss? No. I, I don't think so. <laughs> I I know. Know. Do we no. say "boom" it, Bliss? "Boom" at when he comes? To I back? thought I've thought about. It. <laughs> God,
1: we should say that. <laughs> Three to do that with him, I guess.
3: Yeah,
2: Drew, how, how surprising is that? I mean, was he a highly regarded prospect? I mean, were we expecting him to just be a starting second baseman and be really good this year?
0: He was, to yes, uh, to, to overall answer. We, it, it's a little bit weird because Auburn, especially Auburn fans that are getting into baseball in the past two years, which, you know, that, those are the two years to really get in on the ground floor. Um, as opposed to 2004 and 2003, when I did, um, you're 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 talking about a guy that was drafted 20th in the 20th round by the Red Sox. Um, he he really wanted to come to Auburn. He loved the coaching staff, um, loved the university. He's from See Lagrange, a, just right up the road.
3: Central Phoenix City guy or Smith Station?
0: No, he's actually uh, Lagrange, Georgia. Okay, all right, all right. Uh, Troop County High, um, for for all the Georgia listeners. Um, But uh, Bliss, Auburn's been spoiled with freshmen coming out and adapting to the college game very quickly. This is not normal, uh, but it's something that Auburn needs. Um, So when you look at Ed Julian, when you look at Tanner Burns, when you looked at Stephen Williams – when, when you looked at all those freshmen from last year and then get another one this year, and both Ryan Bliss and Casey Howell, um, to be completely honest, it, it's, it's absolutely shocking at how good Ryan Bliss was and his demeanor and the leadership role he's really taken on this team, even as a freshman. Um, and you know when you, when you look at stuff like the MLB draft that's going on right now, um, Alabama's already had a top prospect loss um, off their recruiting you class. You hate to uh, see it. You
1: just hate you to, hate see, to it. see it. hate to see it for those guys.
0: But, but that's, that's sort of the mold that Auburn's looking for. Um, very mature high school kids that can come in and step in now because we need, you know, just with the recruiting um, situation in college baseball. Auburn needs these guys to step up now and do it now and be as mature as they can. So for Ryan Bliss to come in, uh, if if Ryan Bliss is not there, I don't. I'm not sure if Auburn makes makes it to the NCAA tournament this year. I feel very firm in saying that.
3: Yeah, just between his defense and his bat, like that. I mean, that, that makes total sense. Now, real
1: quick, let's preview the Super Regional. Oh. You take sure. time. i take mean, real quick. But just we're playing the Carolina Tar Heels. How do they compare with the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets that we just dispatched?
0: So you're, you're talking about the ACC Tournament Champions, uh, the, uh, the team that beat Georgia Tech um, to win that ACC title. Um, North Carolina's been kind of an interesting case study. They've been up and down this year, a very Jekyll and Hyde team. Um, not uh, if if there are any kind of just ancillary fans out there. They've had a season a lot like Clemson did, except North Carolina really went out there and beat the really good teams, um, but more played to their competition. Um, you you kind of saw that this weekend with Tennessee uh, on Sunday. Sure, North Carolina could have been laying up. It was their third game, yada, yada, whatever. Auburn didn't you know, didn't look stellar against Georgia Tech, but still got the win, you know, however you want to read into it. Um, But it really depends on what North Carolina team shows up. Um, Is it the North Carolina team that that went out there and won the ACC tournament going away? Or do we get the North Carolina team that kind of struggled through a couple of weeks of ACC play and was kind of in the lower 20s at some point in, in the College of Magnolia poll that we put out each week uh, only to bounce back and, and end up as a host regional, uh, but, mm. but in the lower half of that host regional. I think Auburn matches up well um, with them. It It's really going to depend on who Auburn starts and when. Um, I think Auburn will go with Jack a, a mix-up of Jack Owen, Richard Fitz, and Bailey Horn as um, it's looking like uh, Butch Thompson is going to shut down Tanner Burns. He just hasn't. Been able to get over that strained shoulder that he uh, sustained at Vanderbilt. Um, the but the real question is, can the bats continue to pick up? Auburn got Stephen Williams this weekend. They got Rankin Woley this weekend. They got Ryan Bliss. But can Connor Davis come back? That's a bat that kind of left the lineup and 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 just hasn't been able to figure it out. In just a little bit of a slump, can Auburn get back? Will Holland, who had a quiet weekend, can Edward Julian break out of what what he's been going through this year? and add those extra runs, that will be where can, – can Auburn make it to Omaha? It's going to lie on the offense.
1: All right, so what is your prediction if you had to – if you had to put money on this game? If gambling was legal in this state, you had to well, put money I on think, this
0: game. I think it's online here in Tennessee, so I okay. can actually do that. Um, but um, I – you know, I I hate to doubt this team because that's what that's what we've been kind of doing all year, uh, and they've come out and showed me up and beat Ole Miss, who is a super regional team. Should have beaten Arkansas, who's a super regional team. Um, but I'm I'm going to go Auburn gets the win on Friday night uh, and really kind of stuns the North Carolina crowd. Um, I'm going to give Saturday to to North Carolina and. If Bailey Horn gives what he gave against Georgia Tech, I don't know if there's a team, and Auburn's offense can just get about three to four runs, just like they did this past weekend. I don't know if there's a team in America that can beat Auburn. You heard it here, first With that kind of lineup. Um, but I, it, there's just something about the home crowd and playing at home. And I don't know if you guys know this, but it's a huge deal to be the last at bat. So if Auburn wins the coin toss. <laughs> If Auburn wins that coin toss and is in the, uh, is the home team in Game Three, I've got to give it to Auburn. Otherwise, I'm going to give it to North Carolina. You had
1: me at "there's no team in America that can beat Auburn." That's the part that I like the most, <laughs> especially a uh, team in powder
2: blue in the Sweet Sixteen. Yeah, and North Carolina
1: exactly. usually loses to Auburn in the Sweet Sixteen of,
0: of spring sports. I, I believe I believe uh, I believe one Charles Barkley uh, already uh, has already uh, made that happen. I think we need to get Charles and Kenny back. Yeah. Um, to, to watch this game again. Yeah. We need them at this series.
1: We should at least have Frank Thomas there. What's he doing these days?
0: Yeah. Can we have Frank Thomas and whoever the best North Carolina player is? Or just some random North Carolina right. player? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Kenny's not the best North Carolina
1: player. <laughs> Kenny's just a guy who is there for He's a while. Let's just get Roy Williams
3: just, to yeah. sit yeah. and watch the game with Frank Anybody Thomas.
1: Anybody who yeah. went to North Carolina. You know, I probably already. You yeah. guys probably already knew this. That Frank Thomas is the only. SEC SEC player yeah. to be in the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. Yep. Which I thought for sure
3: uh, Will Clark was in the Hall of Fame, but I guess he's not. It's not it, not uh, yet. My thought was, you know, <laughs> I wonder how many guys that play college baseball are in the Hall of Fame. Well, I mean, I think Will Clark and Rafael Palmeiro, Rafael Palmeiro
1: would be in the Hall of Fame, except, except for Juice. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. well, I mean, they're
2: pretty close, but...
1: He would have been the, if he'd stayed Bo, in the like, yeah. if he yeah, no, if
2: Bo had just had a baseball career, I think he'd yeah. be the Hall of
0: Famer. Absolutely, right. absolutely. Or if he had just had a football career and not played baseball, he'd be in the NFL Hall. of Yeah, it's true too.
3: The the uh, Judd Ward throw reminded me of. I yeah. mean, Bo Jackson's the only guy, other guy I can think of that could have done that. Like, right.
0: That you're you're pretty much right on there. That was a Bo esque play. Um, that that again, those are the. When you go back and look at stuff like that, it, it's why I record, you know, you guys uh, internally know how, how weird I am about Auburn sports video and, and collecting all the video and everything like that. It's why I do stuff like that because yeah. those hidden outs in baseball games are the ones we forget about. In a couple of weeks, you're gonna completely forget about Judd Ward throwing, throwing out a guy from the, from the left field foul pole all the way to first base. But it's those kind of plays that save pitches in Bailey Horn so, that allow him to go to the end of the sixth I thing, sent that and yeah. get
1: it to go to Green Hill. I sent that video to my buddies who are not Auburn fans. Yeah, I did the same. And one of them said, that is a major league throw and a first-grader run- base <laughs> runner. <laughs> yeah. No, he's not wrong. He <laughs> is, is not unbelievable. wrong. All right, Drew, um, thanks so much for being on. We, uh, we loved having you. And we'll hopefully have you on again next week. Well, actually, we will I, have you on next week, either to, uh, you know, Talk about preview. what was or preview.
0: We'll be previewing the Mississippi State game in Game One of the College World Series. Oh, there we man. go. That's do what it. I'm talking about. Speaking yeah. of, yeah. Clark- How do you like that
1: analysis? Yeah. Speaking of Will Clark. <laughs> All right. See you later, Drew. Thanks, guys. All right. Now we're moving right along into our show notes. filled. I didn't this want to cut Drew off. We could just have talked to him the whole show. Maybe yeah, we'll do that next gonna. week. Right. I mean, if we're going to the, the I'm sure he knows. Omaha, we're talking about... to, we're going to talk to Drew about baseball for sure. <laughs> I might sit that we go. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, so basketball, Jared Harper. God, we had a workout with, with the Phoenix Suns this week. Yeah, I
3: don't think we actually uh, fully covered uh, that Jared and Schumer are definitely not coming oh, back. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I think, we I think we've been. We already knew it. We already, already knew it, but we it. didn't really talk about how they, the deadline's up there in the draft. It's it's over.
1: I think we've said this a number of times, but I'm going to say it again. Because sometimes it takes people five times to hear it before they learn it. I was told that by a coach one time. <laughs> But apparently, no. Probably about to about five times. It's probably took that five times. Took oh, you five times. Probably took me five times to hear that. <laughs> the, uh, the the thing about the NBA draft is that speed matters, shooting matters, defense matters, but age matters almost as much as all those things. So getting a year older, it's a real mark in the negative column, unless you get way better at speed, defense, size, right, or shooting. And Jared's not going to get any better at any of those things next year most likely, and he's not going to get any younger. And he's not going to get any taller. Right. Chuma would have to sit out probably with an injury until January. Yeah. And he's coming back after rehab I not, mean, they're shape, not into SEC play and has to somehow be a better shooter, better mm-hmm. defender, you know, he's right. that's just not going to happen. So this is the best case scenario for both of them in my, in my opinion. Anyway, Jared worked out with the Suns. That's a decent fit. Um, but Ryan and I were talking off air about this. Jared has maybe been the sneaky working his way up draft boards yeah. player of this of this off season. He every time you you Google NBA draft or whatever, almost every little article mentions. Hey, gotta keep your eye on is it. Jared Harper from Auburn.
3: I have a feeling he. I'm- I don't think he did anything in any of these camps that anybody hadn't seen. I think right. I have a feeling that he has blown away the interview process with some of these teams. I believe
1: it. That wouldn't shock me in the least.
3: Um, I, his basketball IQ is off the charts, and and when people talk to him uh, about it, I guarantee you that has won him some fans.
2: Uh, yeah. Well, I feel like Auburn fans, you know, especially if you've just were started watching the last two years, like I have, you kind of take for granted how well Jared ran the offense. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, it was. You don't see that very often, especially in
1: college, where Bruce can just kind of let Jared just. Yeah. He knows what's going on. I'm a little nervous. Mm-hmm. I mentioned this in our group chat, but I'm a little nervous that next year's Auburn basketball season looks a lot like a John Calipari Kentucky season, where yeah. the first, like.
3: It's rough. Four or five weeks.
1: It's just like, this
3: stinks. And this the par- team is not the, great. the problem with us will be. Is we won't have the talent yeah, Johnny we has. Five, we have five stars. We've got a good talent, yeah, yeah. Uh, but we won't have all the f- you know eight five stars on right. the team to, to make up for that lack of cohesion.
1: One of the guys we're gonna miss the most is Chuma. And Chuma, yeah, uh, I mean I don't know. I, remember, I think it was Jeremy Hinn, shared just a guy who's an NBA draft scout has a no affiliation with Auburn or whatever. But out of nowhere today went through this like diatribe like multi-tweet thread on highlights of Chumo Kiki. like holy cow this guy is so good <laughs> it's and,
3: crazy that people are just finding this out
1: and it's this defense well the thing that's going to get like Auburn fans mm-hmm. we when you think Chuma, you think game winning shot against Georgia you think a guy who was offensively spectacular against North Carolina but the thing's going to get him draft that defense I
3: personally think of his ability to guard uh, guards and post players yeah. <laughs> that's and it's that's just, one of the that's the thing that worries me is that we don't really have a, a two way guy.
1: Like yeah, that. and they the the guy was going through um, highlights and a lot of them were him showing that Chuma knew where the ball handler was going to go with the ball before the ball handler might have known it and was just in position to get a steal. That's like I mean. and and it wasn't like against he wasn't showing the highlights from. Uh, the Alabama State game or somebody like that it was it was the Duke game that was the yeah. game that he was breaking down because he was trying to break down Cam Reddish and then all of a sudden he's like wait a minute this Who's guy this 5 you know, for Auburn is just dominant um, that's great he's trying to break down Cam Reddish and just realize that Cam Reddish can't can't get the ball to his other players on his team when Chum was on the court um, Chuma's going to get drafted, guys. He's going to be a first-rounder, and Auburn's going to have his first first-round pick in forever. Yeah. Almost 20 years. Auburn's going to have the first draft with two players drafted, maybe ever.
3: Yeah. I, I, I it, Have we ever had two? I don't same? know.
2: Not in the two-round era.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's okay. true. Not in the two-round era. Yeah, that is nuts to think that Auburn University might have two of the 60 best basketball players coming out of college basketball. And might have another guy yeah, to Bryce on. Bryce. I think yeah, I think Bryce will make a team. Bryce oh, yeah. is going to get paid to play basketball next year, probably in the United States.
3: I would think so. His defense alone is going to get him signed by somebody. Yeah, his defense and his ability—he uh, can shoot the three. Yeah. So, it, as long as he can play defense and be a threat to yeah. score three or six points again. Now, yeah, in Europe, where the game's a little
1: shorter, guys aren't as tall.
3: Oh yeah, um, he could down. He could play
1: there forever. He could play in the Spanish league forever. He'd be really, really good in, in the Spanish league, actually. That's, I mean, yeah, that's something. That, speaking of which, I wanted to talk to you guys about this. I don't know if you saw a top five recruit in America for next year has decided to forego college basketball, and he's going to go play for the New Zealand Breakers oh. of mm. the Australian Basketball League.
3: Mm. It's worst places to live.
1: Well, what do you think? I mean, this guy is a top five recruit. His choices were Texas Tech and Kansas. And at his announcement, he's going to announce where he's going to play basketball. He said, no, actually, I'm going to go
3: play play pro basketball.
1: (laughs) I'm going to go play pro pro basketball instead. What a
3: bummer for those Those two schools.
1: You lost out to a pro team
3: in, you know, as
1: far away as you can get. It is
3: weird that more guys have not done that. Well, I think that league specifically
1: has started putting contracts in place specifically for... Top American high school oh, okay. one and done kids, okay. so like he's probably gonna make two hundred grand.
3: Yeah, I, I can see why. I can see why guys is, haven't really. That doesn't happen with Europe much because the, the it's the, a whole it's a different thing. Go to a country too physical to have an eighteen old play you. It's another thing to go to another
2: country when you're eighteen that may or may not speak English. Right. Yeah. I mean, well, also going to right, Australia. That's just
1: like that's a. You yeah. yeah. I mean, might not
3: be able to get a work permit in Europe. That's true. And also um,
1: like in the European League, like his the guy when he announced, he said he used Luka Doncic as an example of somebody who played professionally overseas <laughs> before coming right into the NBA. And no one told him, like, Luca started playing pro basketball as a fifteen year old overseas. It wasn't <laughs> yeah. like he Went over there for one year. He grew up. Over yeah, there. it wasn't like he was like,
3: "Hey, I'm going to go do this." Yeah,
1: and then was in the academy. Yeah, so he was in That's playing. what I'm saying. He was probably yeah. in a
3: professional academy. They're not going to play <laughs> a
1: kid like Brandon Jennings, for instance. Blast from the past, decided to go to college years and years ago and went to Italy to play, and they didn't play him. Yeah, he sat on the bench for a year and then got drafted by the Bucks, I think,
3: in the first. But. Race. He's getting... He got paid, he's, yeah. He's getting paid to go practice basketball. And, and Under Armour
1: paid a bunch of money to wear shoes over there. Yeah.
3: So, and... Uh, but this kid's going to get paid a couple hundred grand to go play in New Zealand. Nobody's going to watch him play. No. I mean, that league has
1: got fans, but they're not as... It's not as big of a league as any of the European leagues. Right. He'd have been better off in Europe. But he'll, he'll get minutes in New Zealand. He won't have to play for free. And he won't have to go to class. We're gonna paste We're gonna student athletes. He's, this is we're his study
2: have. abroad. This is a study abroad,
1: and they speak English, which is oh, like yeah, so yeah, the transition. Yeah. He doesn't have to do anything. Yeah. It Just isn't like he has to go figure out how to order in Turkish because he's playing
3: in Istanbul that week. Yeah, the ladies can understand him. He's the ladies can to. understand him. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that plays a factor. The <laughs> Shilas, as they call the them, that's right.
1: So we got to commit. Bryce is working out with the yeah, Hawks. Yeah. We'll we'll Bryce Brown's working that's out with cool. the Hawks. That's cool. So he is yeah. going to get a work. He's that'd be awesome draft. if he signed for the Hawks. That'd be yeah. cool. Be keep, keep him hometown. That's the yeah. first mention I've heard of Bryce Brown with any sort of draft stuff, which made me kind of sad. Is that the first mention i heard was like he's working out with the Hawks.
3: Yeah, but he's a guy that would be better off getting a, uh, a two-way or a yeah. free agent deal. Now, that's like Javon
1: Franklin. Now, this sounds like if you took... Two Auburn student-athlete names <laughs> and just like put them in like, a generator. Is this it was John Franklin bon that has just added a V to his name? Or John Franklin is a lot taller, if that's the case. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Javon Franklin is a 6'7 forward. I call him a 3. Um, he's a wing. A 6'7 wing, as they would call him in the new NBA. Uh, and he is from Com- Holmes Community College,
3: from Little Rock, was a high school teammate of Alan Flanagan. Played for Wes Flanagan's father. Who was like a legend.
1: Yeah, I didn't realize that whole school yeah. was like the Flanagan school. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's three years eligibility because he didn't play last year. one leg. year in Juco, broke his leg. Yeah. Which I don't know what his hops are like now after the broken leg, but he's, the highlight video hops of him as a freshman, <laughs> that dude can fly.
3: He's, he's very wiry, too. Um, I, I, he's I know, only about
1: 200 pounds now. Yeah.
3: Um, he... Um, <laughs> I think in his interviews with some of the media mentioned that he was sees him or they see him as a Chuma replacement, but he is. Not nearly as big as Chuma. No, he's not nearly as tall. Chuma was 6'8 six six, or 6'9. Six six, nine. Six, nine. And he's not as tall. He's not nearly as as bulky. Well,
2: right. When you're recruiting, that's a good name to throw around. Oh, yeah, this guy that's about to be yeah. a first-round pick, you but can play like him.
1: The guy he reminds me <laughs> the most of is Malik Dunbar in terms of just – A little bit. He's, he's not a, the three-point as shooter. bulky as Malik is. Right. He, he, Malik he, was a unit. <laughs> he couldn't play tight end for the Auburn Tigers football no, team. He's a jumper That's what yeah. Javon yeah. Franklin is. He's yeah. a He actually was not a good
2: three-point shooter looking at his – Stats from his freshman year, he was like a seventeen percent shooter or something like that. Ouch.
1: But he is a defender. But yeah,
2: he, he yeah. averaged, yeah, that's
3: he what averaged I, ten and eight. That's what so, I've uh what I saw about him is he's big time defender. So
1: he's one of these guys that Bruce
3: brings in, as a six foot seven athlete he's, who can defend. Looks like he's got a huge reach too. Yeah. Um he reminds me of uh, several of the guys that Bruce had at Tennessee. Yeah. Bruce had a lot of those long, uh, not not necessarily big, but you know six seven, no. really long, like twelve no. foot wingspan or whatever. And this
1: is why I think Bruce Pearl, I, I think Auburn transitions really well. This is just I'll be upset yeah, if he football. doesn't wear a headband. So. Oh me too. <laughs> I think Auburn will transition well when the one and done come goes away. Yeah, because Bruce actually does better than a lot of coaches at finding dudes like Javon Franklin. He was not a one and done talent, yeah. but as a six foot seven defender who will play for Auburn for three years, like Malik Dunbar, or like Bryce Brown. Chuma, Chuma, Chuma needed a Chuma couple of years to, to,
3: yeah. to, to marinate. Right. Yeah, if you can find some Chumo Kiki's, a guy who can go to the pros. Guy, guy who's. I don't want this to sound bad. I don't think he was mature enough to go pro. Well, he wasn't big enough. He bulked up after his freshman matured. year, right? Yeah, he wasn't he was physically. He matured. was like a
1: fourteen year old when he got here, he was like a grown man. <laughs> he, was so you know big, he was still bigger than anything. I mean, this time last Hill. year we were <laughs> talking
2: about Javon McCormick as some signee that we didn't really know anything about at a yeah. JUCO.
1: Yeah, I mean, we now sp- the, the, the secret, or like the yeah. Man. <laughs> this
2: man. Yeah, and now you know at the end of the season, people were talking about him like he was
1: you know one of the better point guards in the SEC. He's my most improved player award winner. We didn't oh, yeah. actually do
3: an award show. We well, up, and man. it went. <laughs> he was like he all of a sudden improved when we hit the postseason. <laughs> which right, is, was wild. Yeah, I mean he he wasn't terrible before. It's just he went from he early in the season. And I was basketball. like, man, he was not ready for SEC basketball.
1: Javon Franklin's going to be able to play this coming fall. Right, which yeah. is unlike the other news we had this week was a guy named Deshaun Ruffin. Deshaun Ruffin is a five foot yeah. nine currently. He's a kid. Point guard. Yeah, he's because he's graduating uh, high school in twenty twenty one. Yeah,
3: he's a rising junior it, now. He's a sophomore in high school. They're saying he's five nine, which tells me he's probably about five seven. Right. Yeah. And, and uh, so he could be five seven when he gets here, or he could be six four. We, yeah, you never know. He's the number one player in the state of Mississippi. He's number four point guard in the country, and, and he very
1: highly touted. Out. I mean, yeah. He's,
2: yeah. it's crazy that up until a couple seasons ago. I mean, a top 100 player is
1: huge news.
2: Yeah. And now it's like, oh, yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Whatever. He's got <laughs> a lot of Nate Robinson in his game, especially college Nate Robinson. He's I mean, just a freak athlete. who yeah. just happens to not be very tall.
2: That was one of the things I noticed in his videos was... Over half of the, the highlights were him going to the basket,
1: yeah, or dunking, or right. blocking a guy off the backboard—stuff you don't imagine five foot nine guys doing.
2: And if he's five nine when he gets to Auburn, he's probably not doing that against SEC teams. But the fact that also, I, I wonder, I wonder now. exactly
3: where he plays in Mississippi, Jackson. Uh, Jackson—is is it a private school that he's playing uh, at? He's, High School. If he's playing some other small private schools, and maybe he's just killing dudes. Well, he was—he
1: was, <laughs> he was uh, uh, a lot of the scouts at the EYBL tournament. Noted him okay. as a sophomore as one of the oh, guys cool. to watch, and just that he was a one guy called him a uh, a certified bucket getter. <laughs> Draft <laughs> Express a, called him that. Like this guy, a very flat out uh, score. So technical, technical term, term. term, yeah, exactly. Yeah. A very uh, Nate Robinson, wow. Isaiah Thomas, this the Celtics one, not the Pistons one. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm um, for it.
3: I'm for it. Yeah, I'm, I'm for it. Yeah, this guy. For me signing, we're signing the number four point guard in any class. I'm, I'm for it. Yeah, I don't care That's all he is. We saw, yeah. what we saw with like said, Harper. It doesn't the, matter. The dude could be like six, six one, six two, six three. I mean, he's literally what he's, sixteen years he's old. Sixteen years old. <laughs> he's not going to get any shorter. I didn't grow that much, but I, I had a friend of mine that I scoffed at after a freshman year because he's like, yeah, the doctor told me I was going to be six four, and I'm like, no way. There's no way because he was doctor. like, he was like five ten, five eleven. I, I love know. when doctors play. The, the dude's play. like 6'4". I love when doctors play like growth weathermen. Yeah.
1: Hey, I think you're going to be 6'7".
3: Yeah.
2: I don't have to be right. <laughs> no, it's like with my brother. He was uh, 4'11 in his freshman year. and They told him, eh, five 5'6 at most. He's one now. Yeah. And they yeah. nailed
1: it. <laughs> they nailed it. I mean, like, yeah. I like when doctors stick to, like, prescribing medicine and, like, telling you what you do have, not what's going to happen in 20 years. <laughs> Uh, kid's feet are big. He's probably gonna be really tall.
3: I think this this diagnosis was because he went in for some bone issues with his legs. Because he was
1: growing so much.
3: Well, yeah, he had Osgood oh, slaughter disease. Do you know what that is? No. Um, I have that as well. Uh, it's where your you it is you were growing so fast, like the bones in your legs aren't fusing together at a, a good rate, so your legs hurt a lot when you run.
1: Wow, we learn so another a really good way podcast. That one.
3: Uh, yeah, it didn't really get me out of any running. Nah, it's too bad. It's just like suck it up. <laughs> that's all you can do. Uh, but yeah, uh, it it when you when you grow a lot around that, it's usually around your adolescence. Then, yeah. then your legs will hurt a lot.
1: Now Ryan, cheat this fascinating, but I'm gonna move right on. <laughs> oh no, it's, <laughs> it's, shut it's, up! It's now Ryan, I am gonna ask you. Remember last year when we were starting this podcast out? We were doing this. And we were in, we had no idea what we were doing. I'm like, now, which we're professional, podcasters. <laughs> we talked about how the offseason was the quietest offseason in history. We kept calling it that. Like, we haven't, has anybody heard anything about football? We said that over and over again.
3: This, this is, this tops yeah, this is nothing, the is happening. Quietest. nothing has happened.
1: You could, I forgot we had a team until
2: I ran <laughs> by the stadium the other day. <laughs> the difference right now? Is that. We're still riding off of basketball yeah. and yeah. now in baseball now, and we didn't. I mean, we, we had the super regional go for baseball last year. We didn't have a final four run no. in basketball.
1: I think that's. But have you heard one thing, good or bad, about no. this football team this summer? <laughs> specifically about the football team. No, only I'll, people I'll
3: are just talking about how bad we're going to be this year. I mean, no. <laughs>
1: you haven't seen anybody
3: get arrested for spice. You haven't seen. <laughs> Come on, guys, nobody's doing that anymore.
1: Yeah. Well, <laughs> you haven't seen it happen this year. You haven't seen uh, any weird, like, coach gets fired in the middle of the offseason. Oh, like, oh, oh, oh it, speaking it's it's of, June, Ira Bowman. Bowman reinstated. Oh, yes, yeah, Ira Bowman. Because nice. that thing that didn't happen here was found on the Wow. That's pretty amazing. Shocking. That was the, uh, people got mad about that. They're like, oh, Auburn's dirty, whatever. <laughs> we knew it happened at a different school. And uh, the investigation showed that that was the case. It happened in a different
3: <laughs> school, so I don't, know, I don't know what's going on. Clearly, no one is paying to have their child put on a team here to get into the school.
1: Yeah, it's not a hard—it's not like it's—it's it's not an Ivy League school to get into. First of
3: all, this is the South where you just donate the money to the school. Right. Like, you're not going to go to some shady uh, dealer of uh, whatever yeah, that. you don't have doing.
1: to go to some guy to forge a recruit site— so your daughter gets a rowing scholarship <laughs> that she doesn't deserve so that she can go to this private the school. The difference with this guy is apparently
3: ever. he got, like, they gave him a spot on the team. Yeah, he had to dress down and
1: the kids, everybody on the team knew he could not play. <laughs> no, that hasn't happened
3: here. What a wild thing. But yeah, why not?
1: Just, especially, especially not in basketball. It's also not like, like Penn wasn't competing yeah. for a national championship. Auburn was one of the four best teams in America last year. <laughs> right. So, yeah, it's not.
2: Like, it, it's, it's. What if we found out that this Javon Franklin guy is just getting into <laughs> Auburn? He's not actually going
1: to play. Yeah. He's not actually going to play. While
3: it was a, sh- a shady thing, it's not even like it benefited the the program. We found out
1: Cole Blackstock's parents donated like a fortune to get him on the basketball team. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, right.
3: Let I mean, baseball. I could see that happening. Yeah. No, but, no, but, no. <laughs> not for Cole Blackstock. I'm just yeah. saying, take some bone walk on to right, but it would be so he could be on the team. It wouldn't be about getting into Auburn. Right. Oh, that's true.
1: It'd be like the kids already into Auburn. And then, so as much as I go love go Auburn, nobody cares rates.
3: about an Auburn credential. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, really, yeah. I love Auburn too. Nobody cares about USC either, except for other that's
1: socialites true. in, in right. LA.
3: Exactly. UCLA is another school. What? South Carolina? Yeah, okay. that one. Exactly.
1: <laughs> nobody cares about it. Nobody calls it South Carolina USC except <laughs> for people who are at South
3: U-S-C-E. Carolina. USCE. USCE.
1: Well, oh yeah, so anyway, it's the quietest, it's the quietest football off season, and uh, we don't have any content to talk about in football. So we kind of been That's going fine. through the top 100 recruits. Yeah. On and the we're in that point on that. Yeah, on the we're, side. we're
2: trying to catch back up on that now. We kind of took last week off. Of course. Um, but we're, so we 97 and 96 today.
1: I read the Neil Cotto one today. Yeah. It made me laugh because I was like, oh yeah. I remember, Neil I remember I had a friend told me that Remember that name? This kid's going to win the Heisman. <laughs> he didn't
2: win the Heisman, but as James pointed out, he was a part of the most important play in Auburn history.
1: In Auburn history since 2000. And what did James say? Like, since 2000. Something crazy like that. I mean, like, you could make the case that it's the most important play in the history of the school because we won a national championship in yeah. the BCS era. Yeah. But you could also say that the kick six was just as important because more people watched that replay than. West Byron making mm-hmm. a field goal. We
3: didn't win anything from it, though.
1: When I... We won an SV? Come on. Oh, oh my bad. <laughs> well okay, that's,
3: a, that's as prestigious as the... Uh, we won the Iron The, the Crystal tr- Trophy.
1: And the SEC West. Eh.
3: And the SEC. And the SEC. I guess we did... Well, no, we didn't get the Foy ODK Trophy. We did, but we didn't get it presented to us as we were supposed to. Oh, oh right. Because they uh, chicken out. Just a little
1: out. bit of snow. We won the Foy
3: O.D.K. trophy. Yeah. Sportsmanship trophy.
1: Right. It's pretty big. If there's gotcha. anything, oh, that's huge. It's bigger than the World Cup trophy, as a matter of fact.
3: which is like, really small. <laughs> so like is the Europa really League trophy. Have you seen that thing? Yeah, it's
1: enormous. <laughs> well, okay, oh so this is my last name we're talking about. A Texan won a stage at the Giro d'Italia oh, yesterday. There you go. But the guy who won the Giro, uh, Campanaz, is from Ecuador. He's the first Ecuadorian ever to win the Giro d'Italia. He's my Hero of the Week. That's what I'm calling it, Hero of the Week. Anyway. Is that our segment now? Yeah, because we don't have another sponsor to talk about. So Hero of the Week, uh, the guy who won the Giro, but the trophy for the Giro d'Italia, they're engraving it with his name on the podium. Oh. Like he's standing there waiting on it, and they're still like, and, <laughs> yeah, all right, here you go. Handing it to him, and it's this massive spiral. It's huge. It is at least three times the size of the Tour de France trophy, hmm. and five That's times cool. bigger than the World Cup trophy. pretty crazy.
3: And here's this guy who's probably— World Cup trophy is as big as this microphone. Yeah. It's, it's tiny. So you
1: got a guy who's like 5'8", 140 pounds, holding this massive <laughs> gold spiral. Yeah, it's a good look.
3: Uh, Ryan Stair is my Hero of the Week, for suggesting that we all put our rally caps on at Coyotes. Uh,
1: nice. Shout out to do
3: Georgia Tech uh, Game 1. Uh, right? Yeah.
1: Coyotes, future home yep. of the
3: uh, East Alabama deck. Dortmund Club? Oh, no, well, no. Coyotes will no longer be there oh. soon. The new bar is called Southeastern.
1: Will it be the home of the Befowl Bay uh, East? Well, Alabama? if we
3: talk to um, some, the right people, perhaps... Okay. Uh, I don't. I don't know. We should make that uh, happen. Because they have to have employees open the thing. I see. Really early. It's true. It's really it's early. It's Germany. Germany. German, you know, the, the a lot of those games are like eleven, which right. isn't so bad. But uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. There, there's nowhere in Auburn that wants to be open. Uh, big Blue could be the uh, location of the. Now other. we're talking. <laughs> Ryan, we're gonna have to just get
1: all in yellow and black and come watch a Dorman game. Yeah. with Me and Chief. That's fine. Blue to Bagel. Out the paint, to paint up. up to sit in a <laughs> <Yeah>. bagel restaurant?
3: <laughs> Why
1: are you getting yellow paint all over the wooden booth next to the John Coltrane poster?
3: Back to that home run, though. I think. Wait, what? Back to the no, home Stephen run? The know, conversation Stephen we Williams talked about. Hit it 25 Fiji minutes ago? Yeah. Uh, I think, I mean, I can't be the only one that, that heard Rod's voice like, yeah. in my head. That's where my mind went immediately when that, when that ball came off that bat um and it was i don't know it wasn't it wasn't sad no it was uh it was a happy moment for sure
1: um, and the idea, and the guys got the stickers on the back of their helmets yeah um for rod and I, I know like my sports math brain wants to say there's no such thing as momentum and guys who are 250 hitters just hit 250 because that's what they are they're 250 hitters
3: but uh, steven williams is <laughs> More than a 250 right. hitter and this bad boy. He almost hit 600 yeah. in, in the regional.
1: But I'm telling you, there was something about this team that they got that sticker on the back of their helmet and it was like they had something to prove or something to play for. And you never know. Like, you can't quantify something to play for. It's either
3: that or the Mohawks.
1: Yeah. <laughs> if they win the College World Series, the three of us are going to get Mohawks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if they win the College I World Series, we don't have much to.
2: Yeah, my my hero of the week is uh, Paul Allen and Brett Bowen and the crew for Paul Allen, Microsoft this Microsoft uh, guy. Yeah,
3: not Paul Allen. Paul oh. Allen.
2: <laughs> no, they did they did a great job calling this weekend. Um, yeah, I, they couldn't have been easy. Um, mm-hmm. But they they did a great job, and I I made it a point last night going into the ninth inning. To, uh, I'm going to turn the TV off. I want to listen to this. Yeah. Um, yeah, they they were awesome. Props to them. Yeah. Um,
3: yeah,
1: yeah, yeah I, um, that's all i am got to say. I Baseball's a game best listened to.
3: Oh, yeah. Uh, even when, uh, the, you know, throughout, as you know, well know, the Braves were on TBS every day. Right. Um, and The Superstation. I, I, never, I was never really watching, though. I was just listening to, to Skip and uh, uh, Pete? Don Sutton and <laughs> Pete Van <Wearen. laughs> uh, Yeah, Pete Van Weirin. I, I was listening to those guys rather than actually watching it.
1: Well, the Rangers had a guy named Eric Nadell, He's still the radio guy. And I used to go to sleep as a kid with the radio on with Eric Nadell. And so that, to me, like that's what baseball sounded like and sounds like. When I hear his voice, like, oh, this is what baseball sounds like. It's like Keith Jackson was what college football sounds like. Yeah. Rod is what Auburn sports sounds like to most people. Because like, yeah. most of us, well, I don't know, most of us. I don't ever listen to a single game Jim Fife did yeah. in my whole life. I don't know what his voice sounds like. No clue. But, so to me, Rod Bramblin is what every Auburn sport sounds like. Yeah. Every big event, every everything. That's
3: mm-hmm.
1: what it sounds like. And so, everything is going to sound different now. Yeah. And that's going to be weird.
3: It's going to be very weird. Um, I don't know. I
1: like think Marv Albert's retiring. I don't know if you guys know that. Most likely. The guy that... Like Marv Albert, who's, that's what the NBA sounds like to most people. Well wow, That's a 90s story. <laughs> cool. But yeah, so like there's an era ending in broadcasting yeah. where guys who have been on and Rod, you know, tragically ended. Mm-hmm. And so we're at this crossroads. Marv Albert. Yeah. <laughs> For me, we're like, every sport that I love is going to sound differently yeah. next
3: fall. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. Maybe they'll get Reggie Miller to do it. He's only good because he's next to Marv now. He's not even good. I
1: really he's don't like Reggie. Tolerable. The NBA has the worst announcing crews. Period. <sighs> but the best studio show. Uh, but the best studio show. Uh, There's not the, the best, best. The best show on the television. The best show on television
3: is inside the NBA. <laughs> it's the best show. Yeah, yeah I don't. I don't. I would love to debate someone on. I, like, bring their show to the table, I'll bring mine. Yeah, you know what <laughs> like, mine is? It's Kenny, Chuck, Shaq, and e- and Ernie Johnson. Being themselves. Being
1: themselves. <laughs> like, they what? could be talking about horse racing, or what they had for Chicken lunch. Wings. Yeah. Like,
3: yeah. Like, yeah, I'm in. Uh, I'm man. in. Shaq's got a pretty good podcast. you're Shaq? Yeah. I've not ever heard Shaq's podcast. Yeah, it's all right. It's, it's Shaq being kind of funny.
2: I feel like Shaq's a hard voice to listen to if you can't see him.
3: It's actually not. I, th- I thought he's about a that. Too. Okay. Does he sound so? He sounds massive. <laughs> oh yeah, he's, he sounds like the biggest person on the yeah. planet. Which he, also, he is.
1: But the thing about Shaq, I love Shaq, but he is always, uh, he's always going for the laugh, even yeah. even if it makes no sense and his joke is just yeah. really dumb. He's going yeah. for the laugh.
3: Yeah, that's. I, I think that's just him.
1: Yeah. In, in, oh yeah. In life, and it's not like I think because people he's. I think funny. he
3: likes to make people laugh. I think right. that's what it is.
1: He's funnier than you imagine a basketball player right. would be. But he isn't like a comedian. But I think people have told him, "Oh man, you're really funny." So yeah, I think he thinks he's funny.
3: funny is a comedian for a, well, yeah. someone that's not a comedian. Man man whatever <laughs>
2: yeah. he is, that he's doing anything he does is funny.
3: Right? Chuck is actually
1: funny. Chuck Barney is actually funny. Unintentionally, <laughs> <Yeah>. sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> right.
3: Ah, uh, oh shit. Well, got a good show. It's a great week. Ernie's dad used to call Braves games too. Really. Ernie Johnson he's, like he's
1: like the Joe Buck of yeah. Atlanta
3: yeah more or less
1: well it's been a great podcast week we hope to have another great one next week I hope I have some good content for you hopefully some football something
3: I don't care Football will
1: pays the bills around here I, don't I know care that if we have. I don't care
3: if we have for I know, I'd like to hear I,
2: something I don't want to break the serial music back out
3: <sighs> well I don't want that I hope I no know. one has any communicable diseases this season oh my gosh yes
1: <laughs> I all I want next week is uh, okay. how great would it be if, if, if Gus was just like yeah I'm naming a starter <laughs> that's what I need I, that's what I, we need from Gus is like all of a sudden mid, mid-June he's just like yeah name a starter it's going to be this guy the guy he didn't know on the team that's the kind of content we need it's going to th- th- be Cord Sandberg. I don't know yeah. what you're talking about yeah. oh jeez <laughs> oh man we know we should, we're gonna have, next week we're going to have a game one of the three of us is going to come up with a game we're going to play it next week Let's for play board season game. content well, think that's an audio play Clue. It's an audio that's format. You can play Clue over audio? Come on. Okay. Hey, well, we'll
3: debate it. Let's go to a Biscuits game. Or we'll go to a Biscuits game. We'll for, for sure. Would either either would James way. James Jones? Oh, uh, I wonder what Lydia's doing. Okay. Lindiana Lidiana Lidiana James? Lindiana James. We never got feedback on We the never the got trend. feedback whether they liked us oh, them Lindiana James or not.
1: Lindiana? Didn't listen Didn't to it? listen. Oh. How well, dare she? For that, and with that, that's going to be the end of the show. We cool.
3: love you.